Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just A Sports Report. This morning it is 6.36am Australian time, early in the morning for UFC Vegas 53. This is Thoughts and Comments, going to be going through the entire card from top, or bottom rather, all the way up to the top, the bantamweight main event between Marlon Chito Vera and Rob Font. But the action has just kicked off, we're 15 seconds into the card, very first fight, so I'm going to be giving all my thoughts and comments. JJ is going to be on his way over shortly as well. Sorry for the random metronome there. Uh, that was, yeah, unintentional. But look, the card's already started, so there's no time, no time to waste. Let's get straight into it. Now, unfortunately, the fight that I was really, really keen for with the Japanese prospect Tatsuru Taira up against Carlos Candelario... That opener has been scrapped, so really unfortunate. I'll have to look into why. But now our opening fight is women's flyweight action between Gina Mazine and Shanna Young. Now, in terms of my preview and predictions podcast, which I posted all my picks for this card, I went Gina Mazine by decision. Not sure, though. I think Mazine, if she's going to get a finish, it'll be a knockout. Ultimately, though, I was just really unsure as to which of them I was actually going to back in. I've gone Gina Mazine by decision, but what we're going to do, myself and JJ, as we always do on Thoughts and Comments, we're going to check in, or at the moment myself, because it's the opener, I'm just here on my own. I'm going to check in at the end of this fight with my thoughts and comments. I've taken Gina Mazine by decision, but very interested to see how this opener plays out. Just quickly, two minutes left in this first round, and I think it's pronounced Mazane, so I apologize if I've been getting her name wrong. Uh, but Gina actually dropped Young with a really big shot. Looked like could have potentially led to a knockout, but they're back on their feet now. But Mizane looks like she's in control early in this first round, and potentially a knockout finish could be on the way. So let's see what happens. I'm hoping it goes to decision, but overall, look, you never know in the women's flyweight division, so let's see how this plays out. I know I just checked in here, but now I'm going to be back at the end of the actual fight with my thoughts and comments. Alright, excuse me if you can hear the shower going. I promise it's not me. I'm not recording this in the shower. Unless... Nah, I'm actually still in the lounge. But the first fight has gone down. Shayna? Is it Shayna Young? I'm getting all the names wrong at the moment, even though I've watched them on tape. I'm dropping my phone. It's all a mess at the moment. And my first pick, down the drain. Ah, it said I was very unsure about it. And that is why Shayna Young getting it done via TKO. She just had too much for her. I actually went and took some rubbish out to clear the lounge room, get the setup really working to its fullest extent. And I came back in and Shayna Young was just dominating. So yeah, I'm not sure what happened in between the end of round one and the first like couple of minutes. But next thing you know, Shayna Young is on top and gets the TKO win over Gina Mazzane. So Shanna Young, her first UFC win, huge for her. For Gina Mazzane, well, mm, 
Yeah, well, when you open the card, not a lot of fanfare around her. Not the kind of loss you want to have. But look, hopefully for her, she bounces back. But today belonged to her opponent in Shanna Young. So congratulations to Shanna Young. And now we're going to jump into our next fight, which I'm just having a sus if I can remember what the bloody hell this was. Oh, we've got Natan Levy up against Mike Breeden. So this should be really interesting. Mike Breeden coming off his UFC short notice debut where he was murked in 80 seconds by Alexander Hernandez. Uh, but Mike Breeden, he can offer a lot as well. He is a knockout specialist up against Natan Levy, who is a submission specialist. Now, Mike Breeden has never been submitted. Natan Levy has never been knocked out. So really intriguing stylistic matchup here. JJ has also messaged me and he is on his way. And as far as my prediction and which way I went, I have gone with Natan Levy by decision. I think there could be a finish, but judging by, you know, the fact that their specialty, the other guy, it is not a weakness of theirs. It's actually a strength in terms of their de defense. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a tight, grinding 15-minute contest. It'll be cool if we see a finish and see some really exciting shots. But ultimately, I have gone Natan Levy over Mike Breeden by decision. I think this one is going the distance, but... I thought the last one was going the distance as well, and I got my pick wrong. But taking the Israeli Natan Levy to get the job done by decision in this one. So I will check back at the end of this fight. JJ may even be here by that time as well. This is UFC Thoughts and Comments. Hope you are enjoying. Alright, this fight has gone the distance. So look... That was a great fight, a contender for fight of the night, no doubt. Mike Breeden looked very dangerous in that last round. Some very heavy body shots, going to the body a lot, but also to the head. Mike Breeden looked like he could finish it in that last round. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think Natan Levy has done enough. In my opinion, he won the first two rounds, but Breeden won the third, and it was still a close fight. So if the judges saw either rounds one or two, going to Breeden as well, then this will be his fight. It's uh, going to be very interesting to see who they go, but I think Natan Levy's done the job, which will be very good for me. Uh, what did you think, JJ? Yeah, good performance by Breeden there to go all the way. Natan Levy definitely won the first two rounds. They were slugging it a bit at the end, and it looks like Natan's going to get his hand raised. Yeah, there we he go. Does, yes. So Natan Levy... Getting it done in the lightweight division. And yeah, usually my picks in the women's divisions, other than the higher level ones, can be pretty inconsistent, aren't we all? But mm. going pretty well, my picks overall in the men's divisions. And another one there by unanimous decision, Natan Levy getting the job done over Mike Breeden. Up next is arguably the fight myself and JJ are most keen for. This is an underrated banger. We have got the ever-durable Gabe Gifted Clark or Gifted Gabe Clark fuck that one up but Gabe Clark he is a very quality performer up against Johan Lainess who is a prospect making his official UFC debut this guy just seems like a winner he is the underdog but look after much back and forth I really like Johan Lainess I rate Gabe Green a lot too so I think this could potentially be our fight of the night but I am taking Johan Lanes by knockout. I really like the way he goes about his business. And I think he could be a prospect to really keep an eye out for in the welterweight division. So I am taking Johan Lanes by knockout over Gabe Green. 
But Gabe Green has shown in past fights with the likes of Daniel Rodriguez and Phil Rowe that he can take some big strikes and he can still perform at a very high level. So Gabe Green is going to be the ultimate test for Johan Laness. But I'm going to be getting on the underdog in the prospect from Canada, Johan Laness, to get it done by knockout. We will be back at the end of this fight with our thoughts and comments. Okay, wow, Gabe Green. I could not be more impressed. I was expecting him to present his best effort, but that was even better than I thought. I had Johan Laness by knockout. He threw some huge shots, but he ended up tiring out. Gabe Green looked the best he's ever looked, strength and conditioning-wise. He put the pace on Johan Laness. And look, Laness couldn't get the big shot that he was after. Gabe Green ended up getting it. With a big body shot, Johan dropped to the ground and Gabe Green just hammering down on him until the referee, I believe it may have been Mark Smith, I didn't quite see, called the fight. So, well, another one I didn't get right, but Gabe Green, I could not be more impressed with that, JJ. What did you think of that one? Yeah, that was an interesting fight. Looked like Laness had some of the weapons to possibly take Green down. He did manage to land a big shot in that second round after winning the first. He dropped him, yeah. I thought it was over there. Yeah, but Green shows his durability, gets up, keeps fighting, and he he probably sniffed the fact that Laness had probably just gassed himself, got a little excited, his UFC debut, so he's coming in there, spending a lot of energy. And then he just took the moment and, and just wailed on him for a bit. And then Liness looked like he had nothing left. He was on the ground, he was carrying. And I think it was Herb who just jumped in there and said, no, nah, that's done. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see how uh, Liness bounces back from that. But I kept saying how much like Gabe Green. And I thought he'd, he'd treat us to some epic losses, but here's a, a good win for him. All right, up next, flyweight action. We have the champion of the division's brother, Francisco Figueiredo taking on Daniel Da Silva. I've had a couple of picks, only one right pick so far. The rest wrong early on in this card. This was one of the ones where I was really 50-50. I ended up going Daniel Da Silva over Francisco Figueiredo, but I'm really, really not sure about it. Figueiredo, the more I see him, the more I feel like he might get this one done. But I'm going to stick with it. This blonde hair and blonde goatee looking thing. I like I like the look. He was formerly called Daniel Lacerda. So this is a new man. This is a blonde man. Seems like a different dude to the one that got knocked out in the second round against Jeff Molina. He's smiling. He's doing the throat slash while he's smiling. Point to Jesus. I don't know. Someone up upstairs. Uh, maybe the production team. And Keith Peterson. He is refereeing this one. Pretty serious. He's probably just taking in that blonde uh, kind of setup from Daniel De Silva. An interesting one, but look, Daniel De Silva, based on that and the haircut, I'm sticking with my prediction that I made on the podcast. I have got De Silva winning by knockout, but this one could be any of the six options in terms of methods of victory and the actual winner, but I'm taking Daniel De Silva by knockout. Myself and JJ will be back at the end of this contest with our thoughts and comments. Wowee, my pick's not striking early today. Francisco Figueiredo with a knee bar in just over a minute. Turns out that blonde haircut was not it for Daniel Da Silva. So Francisco Figueiredo, wow. Getting the submission win very early on. My pick's all over the place right now. And yeah, Da Silva looked to go for some kind of takedown and immediately got caught 
and I believe it was a neighbor. Uh, just double checking. Yeah, it looks like a neighbor there. Oh, that is nasty. And yep, just instantly tapping. That was over before we could even get a groove on, even barely sit down, settle into my seat. So Francisco Figueredo. Wow, that could definitely be a 50k worthy performance. And JJ, mate, what do you think of that performance? Yeah, pretty clinical there from Figueredo. De Silva, he actually caught him... Uh, very early on with the first strike, uh, Figueredo with a nice leg kick kind of wobbled him a little bit. But Silva was looking in it, but as soon as it was on the ground, Figueredo showing off his uh, black belt, I believe you mentioned, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Absolutely clinical, transitioning to the A-bar. Uh, A-bar? Nebar. <laughs> Don't know what Nebar is, but Eba. the Nebar cranking it, and he tapped out immediately. So p- possibly a performance of the night, like you said. Um, but yeah, Figueredo, absolutely clinical there. All right, up next, the featured prelim. This one, Alexander Romanov, the biggest betting favorite in UFC history. Uh, look, Chase Sherman, I've seen enough to say he's probably not going to win, like definitely not going to win. But my picks have been pretty poor so far to start. So Chase Sherman, look, I'm not prepared to like totally write him off, but Romanov, 15-0, and 0, he is a serious serious competitor he looks like every bit of the prospect and yeah I I don't think he's in the top 15 yet so he's looking to break into the top 15 Chase Sherman was cut and then brought back two weeks ago but yeah after what I saw from him in his last performance against Jake Collier and basically throughout his whole UFC run with the greatest of respect to Chase the vanilla gorilla Sherman I think Romanov's about to fucking maul him I really do. I don't know how long this fight's going to last, but I have absolutely no doubt Romanov's going to get the finish. A lot of people leaning toward the KO, but I have taken Romanov by submission. Very average start for me so far. Only one right, and that was Levy by decision. So Romanov, look, I know he's going to get the finish, but I'm going to go with submission in this next fight, and I, I will be shocked. I will be absolutely shocked if Chase Sherman gets the win here. All right, as predicted, uh, Romanov far too strong. And look, Sherman visibly distraught, very upset with that loss. Look, he was cut from the UFC, and then he came back two weeks ago. So that obviously meant a lot to him. But Romanov, just on a totally different level, continues his unbeaten run. He is now 16-0, to the best of my belief. Uh, Struggling to remember because I did a rapid prediction. Because that was always going to be... A rapid fight. There we go. I am back on the board with one of the shortest bets ever. Uh, Romanov getting me my second correct pick today. Submission. Thank you, Alexander Romanov. And yeah, I'd seen enough from Chase Sherman to know that there was next to no chance. Look, there's never no chance. He could have hit him with a big strike, but I knew that there was almost no chance that Chase Sherman, less than 1% chance that he was going to win here. Romanov just on another level, and judging by what I've seen from Chase Sherman, I just uh, couldn't envision him surprising me. So that was the case here, Romanov getting it done, but credit to Chase Sherman for standing up and taking him on. Romanov also looking in better shape, in a lot better shape than, uh, I guess, in his last couple of fights. So it looks like he's improving in that regard and really starting to string things together getting the round one submission about two minutes into the fight. 
JJ, what are your thoughts on that? Just quickly as well, before I jump to JJ, actually, Romanov, pretty specific in his call-out. He has called out Augusto Sakai, so I think that could be a definite great matchup for him. Sakai is ranked as well, so that seems to be the next move for Romanov. JJ, what did you make of that one? Yeah, absolute outclass there from Romanov. Chase German, was he never really was in it. Um, maybe he survived a little longer than people might have thought, but uh, yeah, Romanov won to tick off, but not a particularly high-level opponent. It'll be interesting to see who they match up him up with next, hopefully a ranked opponent. Alrighty, just a quick note on the Mearshart versus Jocko fight. Jocko getting up over the three rounds. Mearshart a little slow to start. Um, Jocko came out with some good energy. Uh, went one up, then two up. The second round was a bit more even. Mearshart working back into it. The third round, Mearshart tried hard for a submission, but couldn't quite get it. Eventually, Jocko coming out on top. All right, dipping into Elkins v Connolly now. Just witnessed an epic brawl. Goes the distance. Darren Elkins came out pretty strong. Had top control over the first two rounds. Did some damage. But Connolly was working his way back into it in the second round for sure. And in the third round, he put up another good showing. Landed a few good strikes. But overall, near the end of the round, Elkins managed to get control again. And it looks like he'll take it. They're going to decision now. I'll duck back in for a live reaction. And yes, the damage gets it done. Unanimous 30-27. Gotta say, that was an epic fight. Possible candidate for fight of the night. There has been some good ones so far. But props to Tristan Connolly. He survived. Elkins was going hard there at the end for a submission as well. And it'll be interesting to see where both fighters go from here. Oh wow, another epic battle there. Delson, Delson, Nelson and Gordon going head to head. Dawson, first round, try to take uh, Gordon down. Good defense. The theme was good good defense uh, overall from Gordon in the clinch, in the wrestle, but Dawson had most of the uh, proactiveness throughout the fight. He'd gone two rounds up and into the third. Gordon came out swinging, landed some good shots. Looked like he maybe even was close to finishing, perhaps, but then Dawson worked back into it, took control again, once again, the wrestle, and then eventually ended up uh, getting, getting him tied around the neck and tapped, uh, Gordon tapped with just 50 seconds to go in the third round. So another epic battle. You could see the high-level jiu-jitsu uh, coming out in the defensive um, positions from Gordon, and he put up a good fight, but yeah, with being 2-0 down, he had to come out in the third round firing, and he did, but unfortunately got submitted. Just a final word on the Dawson fight. Really impressive from Dawson. They were talking a lot about his uh, change of camp in the lead-up, and you can see he's definitely come with a refreshed attitude, getting the job done by submission by the choke. Oh my god, Mick said it. This was going to be an absolute... Firefight, and they both came out hard. And Brito gets the knockdown and just finishes it. Lightning pace. Philly had a few uh, uh, shots, a few range finders. Don't know if he connected, but wow, Brito. Here's the replay. Connected with an overhand, and he just fell to the ground. Heb did well to let, him, let Feely have a chance of surviving, but it was just done. 
Uh, Brito was just raining down shots. Here's another angle. Yeah, just rocked him with the overhand. And then, yeah, it was pretty much done from there. Ground and pound. And well done by her to give him at least a shot, but it was over. Wow. What? I was... Mick's actually just uh, falling asleep. He pulled an all-nighter. And I was about to wake him up. And it was over as I started to wake him up. So, um, wow. Exciting fight. Could be a fight of the night right there. It could be performance of the night. Brito, wow, definitely one to watch. Wow, explosive performance there from Brito. Just a quick little additional note. We found out in the interview afterwards that his uncle had just passed away that morning, hadn't told anyone, hadn't spoken to anyone. Extremely emotional interview there and extremely impressive performance from Brito. All right, I'll jump into a quick round by round for the co-main. We got the two heavyweights going up against each other, Collier versus Orlovsky. And yeah, it's a pretty entertaining start to this bout. A uh, bit of clinching in the first part of the round, and then they both had uh, some good shots land. Collier actually mostly picking his shots, landing a few good strikes on Orlovsky, particularly an elbow that actually cut him open. Um, we'll see how it goes into the second round. Looks like there might be a finish. There's always the power factor with the heavyweights. We'll see what happens. Oh, wow. Explosive end to the second there. Started off on the feet. Both men exchanging punches. Collier getting the better of the early exchanges in that round. But then Olosky was landing some good counter punches. Collier got a little nervous, I think. Uh, resorted back to the wrestling up against the cage. Some knees. I forgot to mention he was doing that a bit in the first round, landing some knees up against the cage to the leg. But yeah, and then they traded a bit more. Collier once again landed some punches. It was pretty even. Olovsky had a good flurry right at the end there. An exciting end to the round. We'll see how round three goes. Looks like Collier is possibly 2-0 up, possibly 1-1. Nice. What an epic scrap there between the two heavyweights. Goes the distance. Looks like Collier might have got it. Uh... Uh, Arlovsky definitely warmed into the fight. He took a lot of damage. There was a suggestion of a broken nose. I can tell you for a fact that sucks. So, yeah, you can follow me up on that one if you want. But if he fought through that, he took some clean punches from Collier. In the end, it actually looked like the damage was... Uh, Collier was wearing more damage, but overall, I think he had more significant strikes in probably all three rounds We'll see what the judges say, but expecting to see Collier's hand raised, but epic fight for sure, and props to Orlovsky for being durable as all hell. Oh, wow. It's a bit of a shock there. Goes to split decision. Orlovsky actually coming out on top 29-28 in the opinion of two judges. A little surprising, I think. Um, I thought Collier landed some cleaner shots, more of them overall. I did say in the end the damage looked like it favoured... Uh, Olovsky, as in he took less damage. Um, but yeah, a little surprising, but I can definitely see how they saw it that way. Olovsky definitely warmed into it much more in the second and third rounds, but you could see from the reaction of Collier that he was a bit surprised, and I can totally understand that because I could see it being three clean rounds for him as well. But I'll just dip into what Olovsky says. Epic bout nonetheless. Just a quick side note before we jump into the main... Have not successfully revived Mick from the sleep. I took drastic action by turning on the light. We'll see if that works. The cat method did not work, but 
If not, I have the main event covered, probably jump in after every round or until there's a finish. Alright, a first round of a possible five in the books. An exciting start, lots of output from both men. Looks like Font got the better of the exchanges, landing quite a few. Um, obviously, this is bantam weight, so it, the punches aren't uh, fight, all fight enders. But yeah, it looks like Font landed more significant strikes, slightly damaged uh, Vera a little bit more. But Vera was in it, throwing some kicks, moving around, lots of energy. Should be a good fight, possibly, or most likely. I'm not sure yet, but quite possibly could go to the championship rounds. Hopefully, we get to see that. Just as an update on Mick, we may get his input after round two, hoping. Uh, I've threatened to fire on the laptop. I haven't, but I would never. <laughs> Mick says he would kill me if I fired on the laptop. I know that's why I haven't done it, but may have a Mick update shortly. Wow, a hectic end to that second round there. Uh, Bisping said it well. It was looking like definitely a better round for Cheeto there. Uh, but on the whole, Fon had probably still got the better of the strikes in that round. But then right at the end with about 20 seconds to go, Cheeto absolutely rocked him. Uh, Font, he was on the ground just scrambling to survive, manages to, to survive to see the third round. We'll see if he can bounce back or if that will be a lasting blow. And we have revived Mick, so that's great news. We will get Mick's input for some of the rest of the fight. Alrighty, third round in the books. Another exciting end to the round. It was a lot more even over the course of the round. Oh, why is this so low? It was a lot more even over the course of the round for sure. But once again, at the end of the round, Cheeto landed. Oh, this time he wobbled him. Um, and he was going in for the for the finish, but he had, again only had about 10 seconds and couldn't quite get it done. So now we're going to the championship rounds. We have Mick back. We're going to have his input for the championship rounds. Buzzing for that and about to get into it right now. Wake me up when the UFC main event is on by Green Day. So uh, the all-nighter got to me. It was a good nap. Uh, yeah, I missed some things. I missed a round one knockout. What the hell? A few correct picks in there as well. But what I have not missed is a very high-paced main event. Look, Rob Font, probably in the striking exchanges throughout most of the rounds, has been winning, but Marlon Chito Vera has nearly finished the fight three times across three different rounds. So it's hard to tell. Rob Font has busted up. I can absolutely see Chito Vera winning heading into this final round. But Rob Font, has he done enough throughout the rounds to maybe steal a couple of them? I think potentially. So this is a real close fight. I think this fifth and final round... Could be the decider. It's hard to tell. I would actually have Cheeto Vera ahead just because whilst Rob Font has been technically better, I think Cheeto Vera, he's almost finished the fight on a handful of occasions. So Cheeto Vera looking really good. And I felt watching this that any moment Cheeto Vera could finish the fight with a big strike. There's potential this could happen in round five. I don't know if he's going to want to leave it to the judges. So huge action coming up in this final five minutes. We'll check back at the end with our thoughts and comments. All right, fifth round is in the books. Another epic bout, another epic scrap. Font busted up. Vera thinks he's won it. How'd you see that one, Mick? All right, five rounds in the books. This is actually a really tough one. I would probably go Cheeto Vera, but I could definitely understand if the judges go for Rob Font. Kind of reminds me of the Corey Sandhagen and TJ Dillashaw. 
although very different because Dillashaw leaned more on like position and control with his grappling, whereas Rob Font more striking. I think Cheeto Vera's done enough, but this is a really, really close one. I can see Rob Font winning it, but ultimately I think Cheeto Vera's done enough, and he was the one that made weight. So I think if it's a really close one, it should go toward him. But we're about to tune into the decision now and see who's the winner in this bantamweight main event. Okay, in the end, the judges seeing it much more one-sided. Look, to be fair, I did just wake up, but Marlon Cheeto Vera getting the unanimous decision victory. Very clear cut, and that should be enough to move him into the division's top five in what is a really stacked division. So Cheeto Vera with a huge victory in the main event. I actually picked Rob Font because he missed weight. I thought that was going to be an advantage. But Marlon Cheeto Vera looked phenomenal. Gains even more credit for getting the win over an opponent who didn't make weight. And I'm just hugely, hugely impressed with Marlon Cheeto Vera. So that has been UFC Vegas 53 thoughts and comments. My thoughts and comments on that main event. Well, it looks like we have a new contender in Marlon Cheeto Vera. As for the rest of the card, I enjoyed what I saw. Sad I missed a 41 second knockout. That's unfortunate, but yeah, I'll have to catch up on what happened throughout the card. But that's been the UFC Vegas 53 card. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, do not forget to follow us on Instagram at NotJustASportsReport. But that is it for now. Now it is time for me to shift my attention toward UFC 274. I thought it was 174 for a second there and 100 pay-per-views behind. UFC 274. It is going to be phenomenal with the lightweight championship main event with Justin Gaethje challenging Charles de Bronx Oliveira. We've got women's strawweight title action between Rose Namajunas and Carla Esparza. And one of the fights that I am looking forward to the most this year, in the year of stacked fights, Tony Ferguson up against Michael Chandler. You just know that it's going to be good. So I will be back during the week with my preview and predictions podcast for the big pay-per-view card. And let's not forget, last pay-per-view, 10 out of 11 head-to-head right for me. The only one that we got wrong was Pure Yarn up against Aljamain Sterling. So I'm looking to keep my strong pay-per-view form going. And yeah, the fight night today, mixed bag. There were a couple that I got right while I was asleep. I had picked Rob Font in the main event though, but very happy to see Marlon Cheeto Vera get the victory. And other than that, that has been UFC thoughts and comments. So from myself and JJ, and to the UFC Predictions Podcast, take care of yourselves.